Hey, welcome again, everybody. It's Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. Love your emails. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Art Source, back in Pennsylvania. Galaxy Sports, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. And Artie, since you were a UCLA fan growing up, you played for USC. USC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on Saturday in the sold-out Rose Bowl. Who's going to win? 45-42 either way. Whoever, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> well, you see, it's going to be a defensive standout. I mean, these teams play defense like nobody I've ever seen since John Wooden and maybe Bill Boyd years ago. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be a shootout of the Rose Bowl, Fred. Um, Caleb Williams, Dorian Thompson, Robinson. You couldn't ask for more if you're a football fan and you're from Southern California. It seems like it's been 25 years, but it's only actually been a little longer than 15 years. 2006, since both teams were pretty dominant. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. You got some great players. I love when they say it's sold out in the Rose Bowl with 73,000 seats, right? <laughs> 73,000 seats. We used to have, have 100,000 plus in the old days. All right, of the 73,000, how many are USC fans, in your opinion? Um, it'll be 40, 40 to 30. Um, probably Bruins. I think a lot of the Bruins, the closet Bruin fans, come out, come out. Because, I mean, if you can't root for this team, who can you root for, really, Fred? I mean, they're an exciting football team to watch. I mean, I, I watched them last week. Like one in the morning on the East Coast, and the last play of the game, a really good receiver almost made a great catch, or they would have, you know, averted the upset against Arizona. Oh, yeah, seriously, I mean, I look at it. Chip Kelly, you know, he, you give him, you give him the time to draw up an offensive run game plan. It's going to be special, but you also have, you know, I mean, Riley. Riley has a passing game that's. Second to none. So it's going to be a great game. I'm happy for the Pac-12. It's good to see the Big Ten got a couple of good teams coming into their conference. Well, we we don't know about that because sometime later today, I'm taping this right now at 325, folks, on on Thursday afternoon, Pacific Standard Time. The Board of Regents is supposed to make a decision. Are they going to let UCLA go? I've heard rumors, yes, they're going to let him go but they're going to force them to split the money with Cal because Cal's also in the California school system, obviously, and in the, and in the uh, Pac-12. I would really, uh, and again, the odds of this happening are less than 5%, I'm sure. I would really love the Board of Regents to say to UCLA, you cannot go. How would that be? <laughs> well, I think it would be par for the course nowadays. I mean, isn't everything in the courts, Fred? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was laughing a little bit about it. You know, the way California counts votes, I'm not sure they could get anything accomplished prior to both teams actually escaping whatever clauses there are and, and heading off to the to the you know the the new the new Big Ten plus what eight? Is that what it would be, Fred? Isn't it great? Um, 
Folks, believe uh, sports business, sports media, also heard on pod clips. I'm Fred. You can email us, sportsfred at aol.com. He is Art Source. Speaking about SC and UCLA and the Rose Bowl, I don't have the whole list in front of me, but USA Today had the top 10 quarterbacks uh, as far as uh, the Heisman is concerned, and a quarterback's going to win the Heisman this year. I think they had Caleb Williams at three. Last week, I think he was one. But again, they didn't have DTR at all. He didn't lose. You know, the, the big thing I'm hearing, I'm hearing, Fred, and, and I, I love DTR. Matter of fact, DTR did something that every great football coach that I ever met would have said, don't do that. He basically called SC out earlier this week. Yeah. He said, I don't like those guys. You know, it, 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 honestly, as a fifth year or sixth year senior because of COVID, Gibbs had a great career. He's had two of the greatest games any quarterback has ever had against Southern Cal. I mean, I believe they scored 60 points last time they played the Coliseum. 62, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, maybe he's allowed to say what he wants to say. But here's the guys that are, that are you know, in the hunt for the, the Heisman. you got D.J. Stroud at Ohio State. who really hasn't done anything spectacularly. I think he wound up missing the Rose Bowl star from last year this year a little bit in terms of overall capabilities. Bryce Young, who's the defender. Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. You know, Drake Mays is getting a lot of calls back here in the East. Freshman from North Carolina. You know, I, I really, if, if, if anybody has a chance to win it, it's not on the list. What about the guy that's the defending national champion? That's in Bennett. What a great name. What, a, what an underdog performer. He would be like a Gary Beeman back in 65, Fred. He was a uh, only a two-star coming out of high school, and most of these other guys were three, four, and five stars. So your point, well... Uh, and he beat out guys like JT Daniels. And, I mean, and the kid plays hard. You saw him against Tennessee. The shot he took on the goal line was amazing. Hey, will you, you know the dark horse is? Who? They keep scraping along. Spike Nice has done a great job with the Horn Frogs. They're right there, I believe, fourth in the rankings right now. Uh, you know, the, the guy I, held I, the game this week. Uh, okay, but let me, let me throw you something. I've had the vote for more than 35 years now, the Heisman vote. Don't you think most people have really made their decision by this point or no? Well, you know, I don't think there's been a real Heisman moment so far this season. And I think as we get into, the, you know, the penultimate week of college football, Rivalry week this week and next week. Um, I think you're going to see somebody step up. And, you know, the sad part to me is there's a lot of great wide receivers, great running backs in college football who are getting no play at all. No. The quarterbacks, you know, hey, I love the numbers that some of these quarterbacks have. But I go through each one of these quarterbacks' resumes, and I don't see somebody who didn't have kind of a clunker game along the way. No, so I, no that I, means it's still – go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's a good point. I, I really do. Yeah, nobody's had that, you know, that, that magical season. You know, you go back to Spurrier. You know, you go back to great quarterbacks over the years. And even Pat Sullivan, the late Pat Sullivan from Auburn. I mean, that, that spectacular year that catapults you, and everybody goes, ah, that's, that's my last guy to do it was uh, Burroughs from LSU. 
I mean, there was no doubt he was the Heisman Trophy winner. But as we've looked, now the two best receivers in football, Chase, and, and the kid that plays for Minnesota, oh, my God. Did you see the catch he made against Buffalo last week, Fred? It's unbelievable. It, it was uh... – yeah. Justin Jefferson. You know, you never even practiced those plays, Fred. Coaches would yell at you in practice. It was about to end. Folks believe a sports business, sports media, also heard on pod clips uh, around uh, the world. And uh, Mark Mancini does the show with um, us on Sports Overnight America, and he is the world's worst sports handicapper. So last week on SOA, Sports Overnight America, I asked you guys, how much money, and this is, again, an estimate, but how much money do you think the average top 10 quarterback in college football now making through NIL? And uh, Mark gets $60,000 a year, I think, based on 12 games. You get a 700. No, I said 700 grand. No, you said 700 grand. And, 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 then, and then what was funny was that Mark, I think Mark said they were getting less than $10,000. Well, whatever it was, according to what I read last week, that's $2 million. And I said, there's going to be a gambling problem here when some tackle or, or tight end who's making 50000 finds out the quarterback's making $2 million and the quarterback's not sharing. You agreed with me that you think, very possible, that we have a major gambling question, allegation or whatever in college football. Here's how you avert that, Fred. Here's how you avoid that. Put that whole thing into a pool, okay? And you yeah. distribute it. Yes, the quarterback gets X amount of money. Uh, and, and, and you make sure that everybody gets enough that they're not in a position where, where something like that can happen. That's how you take care of that. You know, I know the universities are controlling part of this NIL money. Nobody's saying anything, but I know this for a fact because the corporations – that the university aligns with have to pay a certain amount of money to even be the people that control the NIL money. So that's how I know that indirectly they're, they're still in charge. And there's a few, uh, what do they call those things? Uh, markers that they must pass before they move forward. Checks and balances. Folks, um, I'm going to talk some baseball here. You know who I think might be among the smartest ball players out there? I would say, number one, Tyler Anderson, now of the Angels. And number two, uh, let's see, Jack Peterson of the Giants. Why do you think I think they're very smart? Because $19.3 million today for Jack Peterson in San Francisco, that's like going to the bank with your, you know, your COVID mask on. I mean, I, I love the kid. I think he's got great potential. And then we're going to talk about potential. He's had some good years. He's going to hit 30 home runs. He's going to strike out 150 times. If he gets 260 with 75 or 80 RBIs, I think most teams will be happy. But is that worth $20 million? Now, as for Anderson, who had a great year for the Dodgers, 15-game winner, best year of his career, he signs a three-year, $39 million deal with the with the Halos, knowing that the Angels need pitching. That was a great move. Absolutely great move because here's the deal. If he is what he says he is and he proves it the next three years with Otani and the Angels, 
going to be able to write his own ticket, right? Right. That's why I say you're, I agree. What do you think? I think they both thought that uh, they're not sure of themselves. Uh, with the shift not being allowed at this point next season, I, he's not a power pitcher. So without that shift, there's going like to be that. some That's base. That's a great point, Fred. There's going to be That's some base hits. There's going to be some base but hits Jock up the middle. The fact that they can't shift on Jock Peterson only enhances his ability. And again, Peterson, who I like, when he came up with the Dodgers, they said he was a good center fielder. Last year, if I'm not mistaken in the analytics, he was the worst outfielder in all of baseball. Minus seven yeah. or something. Yeah. Do you think and, he works? Do you think he works in his defense? And I think and, he spent most of his time, most of his time with Barry Bonds, trying to figure out what Barry's trying to teach him. I guess and and he doesn't bat against left-handed pitchers. He's been taken out by Gabe Kapler in the third inning. If a, if a, if a lefty has come in for the opponent, so my point is, I think he's very sharp. He knew there's no way out there. Nobody would give him more than three or five million. So he took the 19. So he's got one more year to prove that he's worth an extended uh, contract. And we will find I already, out. I already know where he's going. I already know when he, when, he, when he leaves San Francisco where he's going. Where? Friendly confines of Camden of Wrigley? Yards in Baltimore. Wrigley? That's the, no, the friendly confines of Camden Yards. Put that right oh, field oh, Cam- oh, Camden, oh, Camden Yard. Yeah, well. Chris, sure. Davis, Chris Davisville, who, who took the, the Orioles for like almost, you know, a quarter of a billion. <laughs> They're the same guys playing different positions. All right, Aaron Judge. Uh, Aaron Judge is going to go to the Yankees most likely, maybe the Giants. But the story here I is his 60-second home run. Remember, we talked about this a few weeks ago. And uh, somebody said, give it to Aaron. He'll give you, you know, some bats or something. He's now gone for bidding. Guess what number? The 62nd, not the 63rd. How much do you think uh, it's open for bidding? I got to say a couple of million dollars, huh? $3 million. Oh. That's wow. the 62nd, not the 63rd. So it's like. <laughs> Just remember, Fred. That one day I was playing Villa Monterey over in Scottsdale. Right. Right by the, the Giants training area, and the ball rolled up on the putting green. And right. I walked over, and I threw it over to Dusty Baker. And I said, will you tell that Barry Bonds to quit interrupting my putting practice? <laughs> but he had to hit it 700 feet to get to the putting green. And he oh, actually okay. signed that baseball, one of, the, one of the few baseballs he's ever signed. we got to find out what that bad boy's worth. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um you mentioned Dusty Baker. Dusty and I have something in common. Dusty Baker was on one of Mark Mancini's shows yesterday, and Mark asked him, who is the, the best, greatest Laker of all time? The reason this came up is that this week in the LA Times, they rated the top 75. I don't think there's any question. The answer is Elgin Baylor. Dusty Baker said Elgin Baylor. And I'm sure Dusty agrees with you. They've got Elgin Baylor at five. So I emailed the Times and I said, perhaps your reporters, who probably aren't more than 30 or 40, should look at some tape. What do you think? Hey, I got to tell you, Elgin Baylor could do things. I still have very few pictures. I have Walter Payton on the wall in my office. I have me on the wall. and, And I have 
Elgin Baylor on the wall, and, and he was a great guy. I love Elgin. I, I actually looked at it like this in Laker hierarchy. So Jerry West and Elgin Baylor are one and one A. Okay? And, and then I go Kobe. Then I go Magic. I actually put Kobe ahead of Magic. You know, people get mad at me when I do that. But that's my, that's my hierarchy, followed by Wilt and Shaquille sharing the number five spot. So I cheat and I get seven people in my top five. Folks, again, you may not be uh, old enough to remember Elgin Baylor, but he made pro basketball what it's been in Southern California in the late 1950s. Maybe they saw Connie Hawkins. Maybe they saw Michael Jordan. Maybe they saw guys that that, that had that that Julius Irving. Okay. He had a little bit of all of that. What do you think was some Earl the Pearl Monroe? No, I agree. But let me just tell you something, how important he was. Thousands of kids in Southern California, like yours truly, developed a twitch in their neck before their dribble drive. Why? (laughs) Because Elgin Baylor had a twitch in his neck every time he would start his dribble drive. Give you that little head head fake. That head fake. And I got, I mean, anybody we played against had one. That's Elgin Baylor. Nobody has been as important. I'm thinking back to all the basketball I watched in high school. Raul Contreras at, at Huntington Beach High School, Mark Wolfemeyer, some of the great ones, and they all did that little, that little, that little shimmy shimmy with their neck before they shot, and, and you just brought it into focus. That's good stuff, Fred. I love it. All right, before we go tonight on uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media, the Rams are actually a three and a half point favorite. And another bad team, the Saints. Who do you like? You know, with Cooper Cup out, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure Stafford's going to come back. Um, I'm going to take the Rams over the Saints because I saw the Saints kind of in person at, at uh, Acrisure Stadium, used to be Heinz Field, and the Steelers made them look very, very average. And, you know, Dalton, the quarterback, doesn't scare me much. I'm going to take the Rams in that one. But, boy, you want to talk about a doggy dog game. Meanwhile, on uh, at the at SoFi, uh, the Chargers are a six-and-a-half, and in some books, seven-point underdog against the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chargers at home, the Chiefs on the road, you're giving six, six-and-a-half or seven. Who do you like? I got two questions. Is Williams going to play? Or Keenan Allen going to play? Again, folks, we're taping this on Thursday. At this point, they don't know. In the latest report, they did not play. I would take I would take Kansas City because Mahomes is having a great year. Um, they're they're actually a better ball club than their record indicates. I would put them to be one of the teams. I'm going to say they are the team to beat the AFC now. The Buffalo's falling on hard times. Um, yeah, I would. I, I could see them. Definitely in the Super Bowl. And uh, Andy Reid's for real. And the Chargers, you know, like I said, one of my great lines about the Chargers is they can find ways to take, you know, <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory. Final comment from you, Art Source, on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Hey, I hope we have one of the great games of all time in the USC-UCLA series. Brad, I got to play in that game four times. Um the guys that I played against on UCLA are some of my best friends now. 
vice versa. It's a great game. It, it, it spawns some of the greatest athletes in history. People should, should, should do some deep research on all the great players that played in that series. And uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gra- really happy to see the Pac-12 have something like this to celebrate this weekend. Well, I'm hoping the uh, re- border regions of California say no to UCLA to screw things totally up. For Art, for Mario, I'm Fred. We'll see you around the corner right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips. Bye, everybody.